right, and now we are being joined by Kansas State defensive lineman, defensive end, whatever you want to play him at. Um, Wyatt Hubert, you can find him on Twitter at Wyatt underscore Burt. How you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. How's your How's your day been so far? Oh, it's been going good. I uh, just got home from uh, training, so obviously the whole you know pre-draft process, all that kind of stuff, getting ready for pro day. Um, I'm actually down here in Pensacola, Florida, at the Exos facility. So uh, it's top-notch facility. It's a great place to be at, and uh, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So you just got back from Mobile too, right? We were, yeah. We were, yeah, we were down there. We 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 were there for the week. I practice okay. and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, um, yeah. You already basically answered our first question. What's the process been like for you, just getting ready? Yeah, it's definitely been. Uh, you know, it's been enjoyable, honestly. Um, you know, kind of just take that mindset and that approach of, uh, you know, this is probably one of the biggest job interviews you'll ever have. So, um, everything you do, um, you know, on and off the field, you know, what you put into your body. Um, what you do in your free time, you know, all that plays a big factor into, uh, uh, you know, where you're going to get drafted and, you know, what number you're going to get your name called at. So, um, you know, it's super enjoyable. Um, but like I said, I'm super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, while you were down in Mobile, uh, did you get caught up for any of those, like, people request an interview? They kind of just, like, stop you wherever you are. It was, like, between 8 and 11. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. Any weird or funny questions there? Because we just we like to hear some stuff that happens. Um, you talking about from the scouts specifically? Well, yeah. anybody? Yeah, scouts, any media, anything? Yeah. So, um, I mean, honestly, uh, so I so you guys were down there. Obviously, um, there was a shortage on defensive tackles. Um, I think that was on both teams, but American team for sure. But there was probably six or seven edge guys and then two Trudy tackles. And then one of them got hurt. So um, a lot of the edge guys had to play inside. And that's something that a lot of us had never done before. So that was super like, you know, like <laughs> super weird, you know, just moving positions all of a sudden. And, um, you know, especially us as edge rushers, you know, being a lot lighter than a true defensive tackle. Uh, so, you know, the scouts were, you know, asking me, like, you know, why were you playing three tech? Why are you playing inside? And, you know, I just told them, um, you know, that's not the position I'll be playing at the next level. Um, I only did that solely based off of because we have a shortage of D tackles. So um, definitely had to get that answer question or that question answered for sure, just to clear that whole thought. I did not know that. I, I mean, it makes sense that you could definitely tell there were definitely – Everyone was playing pretty much everywhere on the defensive line the entire week, yeah. which I mean, I guess is not the worst thing. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes you look good overall. You know, if you can play more than one spot, if you can kind of consider yourself a chess piece a little bit and move around a whole bunch of different places, you know, it only increases you know your stock and helps helps you out in the future long run. Yeah, well, since you played. Uh, on the edge and you played uh, played three tech and all that stuff in mobile who was the toughest person to go up against um you know that's a, that's tough because you know all those offensive linemen were super talented um but you know leading up for into practice i went up against some you know obviously some really good offensive linemen on the american team but 
Um, you know, getting into the game and going against that national offensive line for the first time, mm-hmm. the guy that stood out to me the most was uh, Spencer Brown, uh, right tackle from you and I. The dude's big. Um, yeah, huge, <laughs> huge dude. And, and, you know, he surprised me with, you know, his athleticism for how big he was. Because, you know, usually if you're over six, 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 seven, then you're probably, you know, a little sloppy in your athleticism or might have bad footwork. And, but, you know, he, he was – he was a good player. He, he was super athletic, and obviously size was to his, his advantage for sure. Yeah, now one of the things that you had kind of an advantage of yourself is that in college you went up against plenty of NFL tackles. Just three years, you had three productive years. I believe all three years you were top ten in tackles for loss and sack and sacks in the Big 12. Um, who would you say in college was the most difficult person that you ever lined up against? Yeah, well, um, you know, I went up, went up against a lot of very good offensive tackles. Um, my freshman year, uh, Bobby Evans from OU, he plays for the Rams now. Um, uh, Tevin Jenkins, you know, from Oklahoma State, a solid player. Um, me and Tevin actually know each other. We're from the same hometown, so uh, we played, like, sports against each other and stuff growing up. Uh, but, you know, the best of the best, I'd say, is probably a former teammate of mine, uh, Dalton Reisner. Uh, starts left guard for the Broncos. Car salesman. I saw yeah. that. I saw, I saw that advertisement. <laughs> yeah. No, he killed that. He killed that commercial. Honestly, he was killing that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know, just to be honest, you know, he was probably he's probably been you know the toughest competition I've ever ever been up against. And you know, I could be a little biased because I say that. Uh, but then again, I was also you know I was a freshman going up against him, and he was a very talented player. Best offensive lineman in the Big 12 when I was playing, when he was playing too. So, um, but I, in my opinion, no, probably him. But, you know, not going to lie, there's a lot of good offensive you know, linemen for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but- I think it's on tough for there because he seems like a tough SOB. Just like, just like watching him play, he just seems like someone you do not want to line up against. Yeah. He's a, he's a bad dude for sure. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned playing against uh, Tevin Jenkins and, and Oklahoma State, Bobby Brown and all that. But what is it like to like preparing for the like the Big 12 is known for how incredible the offense is in that conference? Like what, what is it like preparing, knowing you're going up against these prolific offenses every week? Yeah, it's definitely a challenge for sure, because, you know, there's so many explosive offenses. I mean, you know, OU with Lincoln Riley, you know, they run you know, trick plays, they run counter power reverses, you know, they have the whole thing in their playbook and, you know, they run certain plays that you really can't prepare for, honestly, that you don't expect coming. And, you know, not just them, but, you know, even teams like Texas Tech who, you know, they get a snap off every 11 seconds, I think was the statistic when we were playing them the last few years. So super fast pace, you know, even we played Texas this last year, they were, you know, getting the ball off, you know, every, probably 12 to 14 seconds. So super quick and, and fast paced. Uh, but, you know, yeah, being in the big 12, you know, you just got to be in great shape, especially as a defensive lineman, you got to be able to run sprint uh, pass, you know, rush the passer. Uh, because like I said, you know, you got to get back to the line of scrimmage and get set up, get the play call, um, you know, analyze the offensive back set. What's the down and distance, all that kind of stuff, you know, in a small window between 11 and 14, 15 seconds. So, uh, you have, definitely have to be in, in great shape to get ready for all these offenses in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and uh, how would you describe your versatility to an NFL team? Because, I mean, we know that in Mobile, you were kind of moving around everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, when you speak to a team, how would you describe just your skill set and what you can bring to the table for them? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, throughout my whole career at Kansas State, um, I played, you know, pretty much a, a hybrid defensive end. Um, you know, we stood up a lot. Uh, we had our hand in the dirt a lot. Um, you know, we were asked to, you know, you know, crash a B gap or an A gap, but then we were also asked, you know, cover running back or tight end man to man in coverage too. So uh, the defensive ends at Kansas State had a lot, you know, a lot on their plates, uh, especially, you know, covering, you know, running backs and tight ends man to man. That was probably the most difficult thing. Uh, but, you know, besides the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, I played all special teams uh, throughout my career at Kansas State um, and was pretty experienced at all those uh, multiple different positions, all those. So, um, you know, what I, what I like to tell teams is, you know, I just, you know, I've, I've played a lot of different positions and I have experience at a lot of different positions. Yeah. Um, and speaking of like the NFL level, like are there any NFL players that you like to like model your game after or anything? Yeah, there's quite a bit of them. Um, you know, even growing up to even now, you know, there's a lot of players I like to watch. More realistically, I compare myself to guys who are the same stature as me, you know, same height and weight, uh, just to make it a little, more, little, more, little bit more realistic. You know, I'm not going to compare myself to someone who's 6'5 or 6'6 or someone who's like 280 or 290 because that's just kind of Not mean Joe Green? What's that? <laughs> not mean Joe Green or Ed Too Tall Jones? No, heck no. <laughs> I think we had last year uh, an edge rusher compare themselves to like Christian McCaffrey or something. <laughs> Which was just like, I mean, interesting, I guess. <laughs> Personality wise, yeah, but I, was, I mean, no, I'm nothing like Chris McCaffrey, let me tell you that. But uh, um, yeah, some, you know, some of my players I, I really like to, to watch, you know, especially growing up. My favorite player growing up was, was Clay Matthews. He was my idol. He was my, he was my go-to guy that I loved to watch on Sundays. Same. Same. Love, loved what well, obviously don't not build like him or, or you or anything, but <laughs> definitely love watching him play. Yeah, for sure. Um, and good. Yeah, no. Oh, I was gonna say like, and while you may not compare yourself to like Christian McCaffrey, are there any players that don't play defensive end that you like to look like that you take anything from? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the, another guy that I love to watch that I, I didn't play his position was Luke Keekley when he was playing. The reason I say him is because he was obviously, you know, super talented player. Uh, but, you know, him being middle linebacker and, you know, being the quarterback of the defense. Um, but, you know, really diving into the type of player he was, he was, you know, phenomenally smart. Uh, his football IQ was off the charts. And, you know, he just studied offenses left and right. And he knew every key and tendency. And, uh, you know, at Kansas State, you know, I'm not saying I was anything like Luke Keekley, but I tried to, uh, you know, incorporate that in my game as well, you know. Um, I consider myself kind of a student of the game, you know, studied a lot, um, always looked for certain keys and tendencies from, you know, certain offense alignment or backfield sets, uh, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, overall, that just uh, – the more tendencies you have on your list, you know, that allows you to play faster and allows you to make more plays. And then, uh, so you did something, you blocked a field goal this year. Yeah. Um, and I, you, I think you're the first person that we've had on here in a long time. That's blocked a field goal. And I have that. <laughs> Does it hurt? 
when you block? Like, what is that like? Because it looks like it hurts to me, at least. Well, first of all, you know, blocking a field goal, talk about the most rewarding feeling ever. <laughs> and, and, you know, probably one of the coolest things to do. Uh, just because, you know, you know, how many PAT blocks do you, you know, do, do you, do you do in a year? And like, you finally get that one and you're like, you're like, finally, I finally got it. But, um, you know, it all happens so fast and your drilling's going, you know, you really don't feel it. I mean, don't get me wrong, you feel it, but it also depends where you get hit at. But, mm-hmm. you know, if it's anywhere in your arms, forearms or hands, you know, you really don't, you really don't notice it. Cause you know, that's the main thing on your mind is, you know, trying to block it for sure. Yeah. It's, it's like, every it's something that people want to happen but like you never really expect it to happen on on, exactly. a, on a given play because it happened there's so many like kicks in a given in, in any game you're like it's probably not gonna happen but how awesome would it be and then it finally happens everybody has to like take a step back and realize um how did okay what felt better what felt better blocking a field goal or getting an interception in your freshman year definitely getting an interception you know <laughs> Especially playing defensive line. You know, that's every defensive lineman's dream. And um, kind of a funny story, you know, the uh, the defensive staff, you know, they always preach. They're like, they're like, when someone gets an interception, the very first thing you do is block the intended receiver because 90% of the time he's going to be the guy who makes the tackle. And, you know, I get the pick, you know, I bobbled it, got the pick, and I start running. And the cornerback – who was guarding the intended receiver takes off in front of me and starts lead blocking for me. But I get tackled behind from the t- intended receiver. And I mean, if he would have blocked him, you know, I think I was going to the crib and that, you know, I think I got to the 11 yard line or so, but <laughs> so pick six would have been even su- sweeter too. But you know, the, the interception, that was definitely way better than blocking field goal. Just cause that talk about rarity too, you know, um, the defensive lineman getting an interception, you know, that was a sweet feeling. As a quarterback, like, I would, I feel like I would just, I'd feel so embarrassed if I just threw <laughs> defensive line. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, well, no, no, no. I'll, I'll yeah. ne- nothing will ever be more, more uh, embarrassing. I was watching. Uh, I'm a Saints fan, so every time I see like a big man touchdown uh, interception, now I think of um, Shy Tuttle stiff arming Matt Ryan, uh, and that has to be the most demoralizing thing to ever happen. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um so you are from kansas right yeah and so you grew up uh grew up in kansas what made you pick kansas state yeah well um you know a lot went into the decision um you know i visited other schools and um i you know visited kansas state as well uh but you know yeah. I, really, I really just like kansas state you know just the culture there and the atmosphere um you know talk about a town where the the students just absolutely love, you know, the football team and are so, you know, so bought into the program. And, you know, Kansas State probably has the best student section in the Big 12, in my opinion, you know, talking about, you know, quantity of numbers in a student section, you know, it's huge. The biggest student section, you know, in the Big 12, for sure, by far. You know, the stadium only seats probably, you know, 55,000. So, uh, but they take up a lot of that space. So, um you know, just playing at Kansas State, playing somewhere where, you know, you're not just wanted by the football coaches, but you're wanted by the university and the program and, the, you know, the students and the whole entire atmosphere, you know, you can't beat it. Yeah, I I know, like, two Kansas State fans, and they are both, like, the craziest. Yeah. All the time. I, I, have a, I have a friend who just goes to Kansas State, and then uh, 
Uh, he actually, uh, a guy on Twitter I talk to all the time, Keith and Valentine used to play for Kansas State. And I talk to him all the time. And he's always like crazy about Kansas State. And I can tell just from like his replies and like whenever he retweets something, Kansas State fans are awesome. So yeah, you can see, talk about that. Yeah, talk about diehard fans for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then uh, when you played in high school, in coming out, you also played a bit of tight end. Mm-hmm. Any chance you try to get on the field on offense at the next level, or your tight end days is completely behind you. I mean, my passion is at defensive end and at the edge. But, you know, if something happens, if they ask me to, you know, if, if they ask me to go in and tie it in on, on a goal line play, I mean, heck, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to get in there. We, saw, we were all cheering for Vita Vea in the Super Bowl to score. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe your time will come, especially since you used to play tight end. Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, so we talked about a lot about like Kansas State and stuff like that. But what was your favorite on the field moment in your college career? Yeah, um, we you know had a lot of good moments, you know, started so, started a lot of games and, you know, had a lot of, you know, experience on the field, both in, you know, home stadium and away stadiums. Um, but probably the coolest thing was in the 2019 season when we beat Oklahoma. Uh, they were number five. And um, I mean, it was a beautiful day. It was like it was, you know, it was a Saturday afternoon. It was probably 75 degrees. Perfect weather, you know. The stadium was, you know, max capacity or, you know, the fans and the the students were into it. And, you know, the thing that made it so sweet, not just because we won, but was because, you know, everyone on the team, you know, bought in. They just um, talk about a game where, you know, you really mesh together as a team and um, executed everything you're supposed to execute. And we just got the job done. But especially with all the playmakers and the NFL talent they had at Oklahoma that year, um, that was a great feeling. That was a probably the best memory on the football field at Kansas state for sure. I texted Dylan right, right when you were answering it, that I was like, if he doesn't say Oklahoma, <laughs> asking about Oklahoma, because yeah. that, is, that is one of the wildest things. You guys got to beat them twice in a row. Yeah. Um, neither year was it really expected. Uh, Skylar Thompson, for some reason, just became like Lamar Jackson. Like he, just, he ran for eight touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> The Oklahoma like killer. Oklahoma is insane. Yeah, he's uh, so I was like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't mention Oklahoma, I have to ask about it. I mean, the past two times you played them, the two wins, you got sacks in each of them. Yeah, it was just an awesome game. Those, those were one of the few games that I was like, that is just incredible. Like, I don't know what the hell you guys do, but just Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma must be pissed right now. Yeah. No, we just. I mean, we just play hard and we just – God, we just want it more. I mean, that's that's how – that's the motto at Kansas State. You know, everyone's just blue-collar type of people. So, um, we work our butts off for sure. Yeah, and then – so, that was your favorite on-field moment. Do you have a favorite off-field moment from your college career? Um, I mean, I have a lot of good memories off the field, but, um, I mean – on uh, the top of my head right now, you know, that kind of threw me off a little bit. I don't really have a, a moment after that. Um, just being in Kansas State, you know, uh, just being in the town, you know, like I said, just the fans are crazy about the team. And um, the and, bigger you know, Manhattan. Kind of, yeah, Manhattan, you know, small <laughs> town, probably 50,000 people. Um, you know, K-State football is, is the main thing that goes on in Manhattan, you know, with it being such a small town. 
Um, and just all the support and love that, you know, not just the football team, but, you know, every athletics teams get, um, you know, from the fans and from the support base and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's just, it's unremarkable for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this kind of goes with both of the last questions you got to work, you got to play for Bill Snyder in a year, obviously Chris Kleiman the past two years. Do you have a favorite like Bill Snyder or Chris Kleiman story that you can t- tell? Because we know there are a lot of, <laughs> every time we mention this question, everyone's like, there's so many, there's so many moments I cannot talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <would> be upset. <laughs> but do you have anything that you could talk about? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, talk about, you know, fall camp with coach Snyder. Um, you know, obviously coach Snyder was at Kansas state for a long time, uh, turned the program around when he first got there. Um, super old school type of coach. And, you know, if you could, if you could get through a, a fall camp with coach Snyder, then you could get through anything in life physically or mentally talk about the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life and doing it for, for two seasons, you know, my red shirt year and then my red shirt freshman year, uh, but, you know, we always had so much conditioning after practice. And, you know, the last day would he would always <laughs> he would always, uh, you know, it'd be the last practice of fall camp and we're on a knee and he tells us to break it all down. And we're like, you know, everyone's just like, oh, please, no running after practice. It's the last day camp. Just let us off. And he'd be like, all right, guys, get up, break it down. Let's get out of here. And everyone would be clapping and cheering. He goes, well, by the way, we got 20 sprints. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk about talk about mood talk about mood swing for sure of just 100 plus players just get just being happy as they can be to be in the most pissed off they can be so yeah that was just some something that you know he would do just like I said he was old school he's a hard-nosed coach so um he always expected the unexpected for sure uh but with coach Kleiman you know I really you know having him you know having one of the coolest things probably that I experienced with him was just his halftime speeches. Um, talk about a coach that you, you know, play your butt off for every single snap, every practice and every game, you know, he is, you know, the best coach I've ever had on um, my whole entire lifetime playing football or playing any athletics. Um, just a coach that's so passionate and cares about you. And uh, he just wants you to succeed so bad. And just the way he coaches, you know, it's, it's very attractive for all players because, you know, just the way he coaches and how he coaches you, you know, you want to be coached by a guy like that and you want to be around a coach like that. Um, so, you know, if we were struggling during a game, we get in for halftime, you know, just how it's crazy how hyped he got our team and how amped up he got us just from, you know, his speeches and, you know, um, just this, the things that he would say. And it's just, you know, he's a remarkable coach and that's why he was so successful at uh, North Dakota state and, you know, obviously it being only his third season here at Kansas State, um, you know, I think he's going to do good things with the program in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, this wasn't really something that I had written down, but it was something that I just thought of. Um, how, I, I guess the right word that I'm trying to find is how annoying was it to play against Navy? Because yeah. they, they seem like just the worst. No, no, I feel you. I mean, I mean, I was pretty lucky because they were running, you know, obviously they run the triple option offense. That's I'm from Kansas. 95% of teams in Kansas run the triple option offense. (laughs) 
So when I find out we're playing Navy, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk. You know, I've been doing this my whole life, you know, my whole high school career. Um, you know, I had no problem with it whatsoever, how to defend it. But when you take those guys from Texas and Florida and Alabama, you know, no one, re- no one runs triple offenses in, in high school if you're in those big, big football states where they have the athleticism, the talent to run spread offenses. Mm-hmm. So talk about, you know, the corners and the safeties, linebackers, you know, those guys were struggling hard to, ha- to learn how to play a triple option defense. And, I mean, I'm, we were in bowl prep and, you know, we were screwing up. And I was like, I, I was like, guys, you know, it's not as complex as you think. Someone takes the quarterback, someone takes the running back, and someone t- takes the, the pitch guy. <laughs> I mean, it's simple as that. <laughs> but, you know, they never played it before. So, and I, you know, I played it, you know, my whole high school career. So. Uh, but, you know, in the game, obviously, you know, it was frustrating because, you know, that's something that you really, if you haven't gone up against that type of offense before, that takes some time to, you know, to learn that and to get adjusted to that type of offense. That's why they run it. You know, that's why they're so successful at it. And, um, you know, even though we lost that game, you know, I was still kind of proud of us because, you know, we held them to the least amount of points that they had scored that whole entire season. Uh, I think they're number one in the, in the whole college football and in, in rushing yards uh, in 2019. And we held them to a, to a low, I think it was 28 points maybe, but, um, you know, even though we lost, you know, that's something to be proud about, you know, on the defensive side. Yeah. You guys, but, have twenty. but answer your question. Yeah. It's super annoying offense. <laughs> yeah. You guys have them to 20 to 17. So 2017. Okay. Yeah, so, so definitely, definitely. Was it that close? Different. Really? Dang. Even... Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, and then do you have any non football plans either, just while you're playing anything off the field or after? After I'm done playing, like, uh, well, what I want to do when I'm done playing, um, you know, coaching is something I'm very passionate about. Um, I want to be a college football coach for sure. Um, you know, I say that just because, you know, being a vet, you know, on the Kansas State team, being an older guy and, you know, starting being a three-year starter um, and playing against a bunch of good players, you know, I was super experienced and, one thing that I just really enjoyed was, you know, sharing my knowledge and sharing my football IQ and um, just everything about the game that I've learned, you know, sharing it with you know, all the younger guys on the team. So and just helping, you know, those younger guys develop at defensive end and even at other positions as well. So, uh, you know, that's my passion for sure. And can't wait to get into coaching after I'm done playing. All right. And then Dylan. And then uh, lastly, closing this out, something we, we ask everybody, the last question always I assume you're aware of my calls, my cleats in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That uh, if you had to choose, or well, yeah, I guess you will be choosing, but like, what do you want to choose as like your, what are you supporting at the in the NFL? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, at Kansas State, you know, we have a big fan. His name's Gunnar Reed. Um, you know, he's suffering from a lot of different things right now, um, and we don't know how much longer he's going to be with us, but. Um, you know, just, I'll, you know, my cause for him is just, you know, uh, terminally ill patients and, um, you know, people, you know, in his shoes. But, um, you know, I've gotten super close with him and his family over the last few months, and uh, he's a great guy for sure. So that's my cause. Awesome, man. Well, uh, had a great time. Thank you for coming out. Uh, good luck in the next couple months. Hopefully your name gets called early. Um, and, yeah, have a great one, man. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.